This is Soft Warable Bites. Hello and welcome to Soft Warable Bites. This is a podcast where I read to you from various blogs out there about subjects related to software and cloud engineering and architecture, site reliability engineering, DevOps, and everything in between. These are topics I'm passionate about. And if you are too, then this podcast is for you. In today's episode, I'm reading to you from Cortex.io blog, an article titled, What is Site Reliability Engineering? So let's get to it. What is SRE, Site Reliability Engineering, by Cortex.io? What is SRE, Site Reliability Engineering? Historically, Development teams and operations teams have been at odds. Development teams wanted to add select new features to products. Operations teams wanted to make sure these features didn't cause dysfunction. This began to change in 2003 when software engineer Benjamin Trenor Sloss invented Site Reliability Engineering, SRE, while working at Google. He made his software engineering team responsible for some ops tasks creating the concept of SRE and helping to resolve issues between development and operations. How does SRE work? SRE is performed by Site Reliability Engineers, also known as Service Reliability Engineers. These professionals are typically software developers who have gained some operations experience. They can also be IT professionals who have developed skills. SRE teams set service level agreements, SLAs, for each service in a system. The SLAs define the system's required reliability, helping teams figure out which features they can implement. Within each SLA are service level indicators, SLIs, and service level objectives, SLOs. SLIs are metrics that measure a specific aspect of a service level. Examples of SLIs you might want to monitor could be availability, error rate, or system throughput. An SLO is simply the target you want to hit for an SLI. For example, you might shoot for a 99.9% availability over the course of a year. The difference is the downtime level. The downtime level is known as the error budget, which is the maximum amount of error allowed in the system. By acknowledging the error is inevitable, you can then plan for the errors, making it easier for the development team to release new features. See, the development team can release whatever feature they want, whenever they want, as long as they stay within the error budget. As soon as they step outside of it, they must train in errors before moving forward with new features. A vital part of an SRE's work is automation. SREs often have to automate away repetitive manual tasks called toil so they can focus on long-term value-adding work. Kubernetes can be helpful with this. DevOps versus SRE DevOps is a philosophy and set of practices that combine software development and IT operations. It consists of five pillars. Google defines these pillars as reducing organizational silos, accepting failure as normal, implementing gradual change, leveraging tooling and automation, measuring everything. If DevOps is the what, SRE is the how. 
It's simply an implementation of the DevOps philosophy. In fact, SRE meets all five pillars of DevOps. Reducing organizational silos, SREs share ownership with the developers, and they use the same tools and techniques, accepting failure as normal. SREs quantify failure using SLIs and SLOs. They assume that errors will happen, but set a maximum allowable amount to balance failure against new releases. Implementing gradual change. SREs encourage smaller, more iterative deployments of new features in order to reduce the cost of failure. Leveraging tooling and automation. SREs automate away manual tasks, as mentioned above. Measuring everything. SREs use metrics, SLIs, to quantify service level. Consequently, they can keep errors down. Benefits of SRE. Let's take a look at a few of the ways SRE can offer some major advantages to your organization. Provides clear metrics. Clear metrics allow SRE teams to highlight areas of improvement, such as reducing security vulnerability. SRE teams can also use metrics to calculate impact in other areas, such as revenue. For example, they could look at how much revenue they lost per minute of downtime. Improves code. The development and SRE teams share the same talent pool. If the development team writes poor code, more talent is allocated to the SREs to fix these issues, leaving fewer people available for the development team. As a result, the development team is incentivized to write better code. When their code works well, they could gain more teammates, bringing them the resources they need to create better features. Frees up time and resources to add value. Better code, fewer bugs, and more efficiency creates more time to add value to the product. The developers can create better and more exciting features that are less likely to cause problems. On the other side, operations can spend more time testing and performing upkeep. Put these together and you have a better product for the customer. The bottom line, SRE is quickly taking hold as an essential part of many organizations. It can help close the gap between operations and development. Consequently, you can deliver better applications faster without sacrificing the reliability of those applications. You just listened to What is SRE, Site Reliability Engineering, by Cortex.io. I think the article covers some of the alluring SRE's history and jargon and was a good introductory level article to SRE. I like how the DevOps pillars were laid out in an article about SRE and how it was pointed out that SRE is more of an implementation of DevOps rather than a competing practice. And with that, let's check the tool of the day. Today's tool is NetShoot, a Docker plus Kubernetes network troubleshooting Swiss Army container. The NetChute container has a set of powerful networking troubleshooting tools that can be used to troubleshoot Docker networking issues. Some of the included packages are iperf, tcpdom, netstat, nmap, netcat, and more. Check it at github.com slash slash netshoot. I'll include the link to it in the description where you can also find the link to the article. So that's it for today. Have a great day. And I'll see you here in the next episode.